All right. Yeah, we were just talking uh, weed naps. One of the one of the best things in life. Let me tell oh you. Oh my goodness, man! If you can catch a good one, you know. And they sneak it. up on a good one. Will sneak up on you too. Oh yeah, you know you that's know? what ended up happening to me today. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I remember the first one that snuck up on me. I was watching. Uh, I think maybe I was watching like Breaking Bad or something. That doesn't matter. Um, I was watching a show and I had this laptop, like on my chest, I was laying down, just watching the show and boom, I wake up and it's like four episodes later. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I'm like, <laughs> those weed naps will sneak up on you. Hey, yeah. Nino, um, What's going on, man? introduce yourself to the audience of the Chillinois podcast for folks that don't know you. Okay. Well, what's going on? Chillinois podcast. It's your boy, Nino Flair, 2019, but it's in the end of the year. And, uh, Cannabis connoisseur, you know. Uh, Hell yeah. And for all those reasons, I felt like you were the perfect guest to come on the show. Um, I got really excited when when I got in contact with your team. And so, um, so yeah, well, hey, we'll talk about Bud Tinder of the Year and all that stuff, man. But uh, tell me, this is gonna, I think this is going to be cool. How did you get introduced to cannabis? Like, how did cannabis get introduced into your life? Oh man. Um, I don't know. Cannabis for me is like always been around, like, you know, my community, like my community, you know, and just in general. Um, but how I got introduced to selling cannabis was like a really interesting story. Um, actually an older woman, um, one of my grandmother's friends introduced me to like selling a cannabis and she wanted me to basically get her medicine. So like, I came into cannabis as it being a medicine. She's an older woman. She didn't want to go into the parts of town and get this medicine. And so she would have me go get it for her. And she would also teach me, you know, everything about it. Like what measurements, how much I should pay for it, these types of things. And um, I, I feel like that type of stuff was invaluable to me early on, you know, especially with me thinking about cannabis, being a cannabis professional. Yeah. And it sounds like that was way back in the day, back in the legacy market days, right? Where, where we didn't have the legal market. This is early 2000s, man. You know, early 2000s, way before, you know, medical or any of this. So I want to say 2003 or four. This is a long time ago. Yeah. Well, very cool. Very cool. So are you, um, you from Illinois, born and raised? Yes, I'm from Illinois, so I'm, I was born in Chicago, but my parents uh, split up when I was like two. So my mom moved to California, so I grew up between the Bay Area, the yeah. California Bay Area, like Oakland, you know, San Francisco, San Jose area, and uh, Chicago my entire life. My dad's family's all been out here, my grandmother, you know, just every everybody on my father's side is out here, and pretty much my mom's side of the family is out there, so... Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, so before we get to bud tender of the year and everything, like how excited were you when, um, you saw that, or like the prospect of a legal market, like, were you pretty excited when, when all that stuff came around? I was pretty excited. Um, at that time when I started to see any form of legalization happening in Illinois, um, I was still pretty much in the legacy market when I had moved to Washington state and, um, 
that was during the medical day. So I, I was already seeing what cannabis was, you know, coming to fruition. In 2018, I left Chicago again to go to California to like, you know, go to Oaksterdam University, which is a cannabis college and, you know, learn how to grow. Yeah. I left in 2018 because I seen it coming. I seen the bubble about to burst. And uh, and I came back in 2020 and uh, yeah. I'm not trying to get in the industry. I'm not not trying to get you to pitch Oaksterdam or anything, but tell me a little bit. That's just, I'm I'm intrigued. Tell me a little bit more about your experience in in Oaksterdam. That sounds cool. Yeah. um, It was pretty dope, you know, to, and not only that, but I got a scholarship, dude. It was pretty dope. Dope. So I got a scholarship to go to a cannabis college in 2018 off of an essay I wrote. And it was actually the, um, they had like a few different scholarship programs. One was for African-Americans. And I, I, I aced the essay and I got it. It was a pretty dope experience, man. I must say we learned everything from like, you know, seed to harvest at Oaksterdam University and hands on at the time, because, you know, the instructors literally were like, there were literally plants in, in the school. Like it was, it was pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. Hell yeah. And definitely, um, definitely spawned my career for sure. Like, I don't think I would be as serious in the cannabis industry if it wasn't for Oaksterdam University. I'm not trying to pitch the school or anything, but it was definitely a dope place to go and learn about, you know, cannabis. Yeah. And I'm just trying to make a joke here. Uh, but it was on like for on day one where they like, all right, students sit down, we're going to show you how to roll a joint. And I'm just joking. <laughs> no, nah, man, but that would have been cool. But there were smoke breaks between between the classes. And these were some of the most epic sessions I have been a part of to this day. I bet. I bet. When you got a lim- limited amount of time and a lot of weed, you get pretty creative. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So what was the, uh, I'm just making another joke. What, what was the graduation ceremony? Like you like rip a bong and like flip your tassel to the other side. Right. It was, um, not too far off, man. The graduation ceremony was pretty awesome. Um, they had, they had it at this like, uh, old, like club, older club. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, my friend definitely rolled like a half ounce joint. Shout out to Richie. And, uh, wow, you know, definitely yeah, half ounce of joint for the graduation. And there were a couple huge things like that going on, you know, I myself rolled up a pretty fat backwood as well, but this, this joint Richie rolled, you know, those, those, uh, those huge raw cones that you can get from, you know, yeah. smoke shops. He had filled <laughs> one of those. Yeah. It was pretty awesome though. Yeah. Those things are ridiculous. That's, that's Man. hilarious. Yeah, I've I've done those a few times. I'll have to do that. That definitely on my bucket list. Definitely on my bucket list. Yeah, cool. definitely, man. You know those <laughs> those big uh those big joints are there for a reason, man. They've been smoking those things since the seventies. You got to do it at least once. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. So twenty eighteen, I kind of I feel like I sent us down a tangent. Twenty eighteen, you went to was it Oaksterdam? Sorry, I'm high. I already mm-hmm. forgot the name. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm high too. Oaksterdam University. That is the name. Hell yeah. Like, like Amsterdam, but with Oakland, California. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So what's next? What's next after, uh, get, go into higher education and that's a pun right, so, intended. So after we, uh, after we graduate from there, you know, we're wanting to get into the industry, right? There's that gap. There's the schooling. We've got the education, you know, we took the can of business course. We took the horticulture course. Now it's time to bridge that gap and get into the industry. 
So, you know, after graduation, I myself and probably a few other students were a little frustrated, you know. We did this thinking that there was some type of, you know, career path. Like, you know, this gets you in. It doesn't work like that. You still gotta still gotta get yourself in. So I was at First Friday, which is like a like a party throughout the city of Oakland. This happens every first Friday of the month in Oakland, California. It's like the city kind of shuts down and it's like almost like the taste of Chicago in a small version in Oakland, California every month on the first Friday of the month. And I'm, I meet this woman named Olivia who's telling me about a cannabis job fair. What? Like super unheard of, like super cool, like out of nowhere, right? So I get this information at first Friday, I have a good time. And um, I start telling all the students that I'm going to school with, like about this cannabis job fair, like we're gonna go to this. This is how we bridge that gap and get into the industry. Right. Um, I go to the job fair. I meet Miss Angela White. Shout out to Miss Angela White at the uh, San Francisco Success Center. And um, I get a job at the Apothecary, which is a very reputable dispensary in San Francisco. It's my first uh, cannabis job in the recreational market. I did work at a dispensary called Blossom Gardens in like 2015, but it was medical and it was a little bit different. You know, it was, it was during those days when you can almost do anything, you know, and yeah. I would just work at events. So, um, I get this job finally, you know, after going to the San Francisco success center, working on my first dispensary, but I'm also an intern at Oaksterdam, at, uh, Oaksterdam. So it's pretty, uh, I was pretty busy when I first got into the industry, literally. So I have yeah. a job where I work five days a week at a dispensary and my other two days out of the week, I'm an intern. Damn son. Yeah. It was a, it was a cool time. Uh, definitely a, a great time to be alive. So it put me in the middle of a lot of stuff going on in the industry at that time. You know, I literally seen, the transition from, you know, the dispensary on the corner to it being a cookies in Oakland. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I mean, well, we'll get to the, your thoughts on, on the trajectory of the cannabis industry, maybe a little later, but um, mm -hmm. I just want to catch us up to where we are now. Um, so you said you got that real awesome job at the apothecary, great opportunity for you. Um, mm -hmm what what leads i'm really i wanted to because i'm intrigued to hear about the bud tender of the year thing how do we get to that and 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 how did that all come to fruition oh that that happens later man right okay so we're working at the apothecarium and um this this is a dispensary if anyone ever goes to the bay area it's really nice if you're a very posh person i would suggest going there but um overall to me it, it just it just gave that that too pristine thing, the theme of a dispensary yeah. where it's like, you know, there's no need for a chandelier in the ceiling and <laughs> menus. And, you know, it was very, very fancy, seriously. So um, I ended up leaving there. It's not my dispensary home. Not, definitely not the dispensary that I always dreamed of working at. The dispensary I always dreamed of working at is Harborside Health Center. There was a show back in the day, that I believe it came on Discovery Channel or National Geographic, and it was called Weed Wars. Have you ever heard of this? I feel like I have. I've never seen the show though. 
Yeah, so. man. Well, this show showed like dispensary action back in the day, like live camera in a dispensary, dude. Like the day to day operations, what's going on? Like them intaking pounds of weed. This person, Damn, you know, getting fired this for been stealing. A cool show, I gotta check this out. And uh, if you can find the first episode, even on YouTube, it's pretty awesome. And um, the founder of this dispensary is Stephen D'Angelo, Steve D'Angelo, and Andrew yeah. D'Angelo. Is and, that the um, dude with the like the the, the two, pony two braids? Yep. Yeah, two braids. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. also started the Last Prisoner Project. Shouts out to Steve. Yeah, um, good dude. Yeah, he really is. I've met him quite a few times. He's always been great to me. You know, definitely a mentor of mine in the cannabis industry. And uh, yeah, so so the goal is to be there, right? To be at this dispensary, and it's in Oakland. You know, it's very reputable. Always wanted to work here. Even at one point. I remember telling my mom, we used to watch, watch this show, you know, I'm not going to always do this illegally. I'm going to work at a place like that and I'm going to get a check. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I left the apothecarium and I was a little sad. So at that time I ended up starting my cannabis and starting the cannabis netted me a job at high fidelity, which is a dispensary in Berkeley. It's connected to a record store called Amoeba. It's pretty cool. And, um, on 420, I had the opportunity of going to work either at High Fidelity or at Harborside. I was offered the job, wow. you know. So, um, needless to say, I took the job at Harborside that 420, 420, 2019. And uh, that October, I, I was bud tender of the year. That's dope. So, you worked at Steven D'Angelo's company. That is correct. That's, that's very cool. Or was it his dispensary? Sorry, did I say that wrong? Yeah, his dispensary. Yeah. I mean, company dispensary, it, isn't it starting to merge a little bit? Isn't that kind of, <laughs> True. isn't that a little quinky dink, right? Isn't it starting to become one? Yeah, definitely. Definitely is. I didn't know if he had like a larger parent company though, that he called something else, you know, if like Harbor Health was his stores, but he had like some, like, you know, how it is so people have like the larger brand or whatever. So mm -hmm. But yeah, well, that's cool as fuck, man. So that you said that's when the Bud Tender of the Year thing came, but that didn't just come out of nowhere. I mean, no, how did you... I seen it. I seen it when I was working at High Fidelity still. So I was working at you know the other shop part time, and uh -huh. I seen this thing. You know, it almost didn't look real to me, and I just started reaching out to them. You know, started building a correspondence. They're like, yeah, it's real. And at the time, um, I'm like. No, nah, I'm not really going to go for it. I think this is like more uh, an award that, you know, someone else would win. So I voted for someone and they voted for me. Uh, cool. And that's how the nomination happened. And, you know, then Harborside picked it up. So there were other people at my job who were also in the runnings and they put all of our pictures up on the scantrons at work so you could see like what categories we were going for and i just really started you know just campaigning you know being from chicago we always go hard with everything we do fuck yeah and so i started campaigning you know i'm hitting up people back here back home i'm hitting up all my people in california i'm like you know you can vote for me multiple times a day just vote and come back in and vote you know what i mean and uh i feel like that that's what really kind of helped push me. But having the cannabis, I feel like really helped tie me to the awards because not only was I working at a, a shop in the industry that was very reputable, 
but I was also going to High Times Cannabis Cup. I'm, I'm going to this, and then I'm going to that event. So, and I'm showcasing it, you know, I'm showing this type of stuff. So I feel mm-hmm. like that also helped to get me, you know, that, that push. And then the other thing that I did is I shouted out all the, all of the people who I seen, who I thought were going to be winners, you know, that they had in the ranks, you know, still very close with a lot of these butt centers to this day. Brandon, yeah. you know, who won the mastermind award, who's from Chicago, Brandon Scott's one of still my, my very closest, uh, cannabis allies and friends. You know, so it was, it wasn't so much or even just about me. It was about, you know, bud tenders finally getting some type of shine for what we do all the time. Yeah. Recognition. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, um, I just have to wonder what made you start your vlog, you know, cause you say that it gave you those opportunities and one thing I we was tried honestly in- distraught when I lost the apothecarium job, when I left the apothecarium, I was sad. I didn't know what I was going to do in the industry. And yeah. I'd always wanted to just show, you know, my cannabis lifestyle. Cause in California it's, it's a lifestyle, man. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Uh, and, and I wanted to really showcase, you know, all of the cool events that I was seeing and all of the cool products that I was being introduced to. And so I just started the cannabis. just started going more events and more sessions, you know, and showing that type of stuff off. And, you know, it was more so just to show what I was doing and honestly just to keep almost like a journal for myself. That's really how the cannabis started almost as a journal uh, to, to myself. You yeah. Know? Well, I ask because a lot of people want to be like, like you and, and like folks like you, you know, and they want to get into the cannabis industry, you know? And so do you, in the spirit of that, do you have any tips for people that are like just trying to fit, figure out how to get in? How Persistence, to Hell yeah. you know, persistence always pays. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of times not easy. And in, in this regard, I like to give the example of me coming back home, you know, November, 2020, I came home in November of 2020. I was not working in this industry in Illinois until March. You know, I was very distraught, especially to come home with the award and so much education and experience and to be left on the sidelines, you know, yeah. you, you have to be persistent. I had to apply to many shots. And when I finally got the call from Windy City Cannabis, I was ecstatic. Yeah. Hell yeah. So are you still at Windy City? Windy no, City I am, I am now at uh ascend ascend cool. logan square come come see a boy hell yeah that's cool as hell man that's cool as hell yeah it's really cool because that's the first shop that i shopped at when i came back to chicago dude no shit yes that's, i bet you that was weird to get on the other side of the counter right it was actually pretty awesome it was like you know i, I kind of always knew you know i always slap my stickers around uh that area even before i started working there so it was pretty cool to you know, get the job and see my slaps still in, still around and start on certain street stops and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, before we go any further folks that, uh, you know, like, like Nino, like what you're hearing, uh, Nino, tell us where we can find you online. Oh, you can find me just, you know, go straight to Instagram at Nino LaFleur, N-E-N-O-L-A-F-L-A-I-R. Hell yeah. And, uh, folks, uh, if this makes it easy on you, I'll have that uh, the link to that and it all spelled out in the show notes.
So hey. heck yeah. All right. Well, Hey, let's move on. You, so you're, you're a bud tender currently in the, uh, in the state of Illinois. Yeah, and you've, you know, you've worked at two locations in Illinois now? Yeah, I worked at Wendy City Cannabis in Worth, Illinois, which ended up turning into Cureleaf, which was super weird. Yeah. And um, now I work at, you know, Ascend. Gotcha. What do you, before, before I talk about Ascend, can I ask you what do you mean? If you're comfortable telling me what, what was super weird? Just Man, was the transition weird? You know, the transition. I mean, you got to think about it, you know. Windy City uh, Cannabis, I never got to shop there, but when I used to come back, you know, um, friends of mine and family members who did have medical used to shop at, at Windy City Cannabis. So I knew this shop it was very reputable, you know, to me and in my heart, you know, yeah. and to see that it, you know, got bought out and now we have Cure Leaf. Yeah. Um, was very, very different for me. And I even gave a lot of people at, at the job of the warning, you know, because I've seen how corporate cannabis comes in and changes the culture and the workplace, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Cureleaf, we obviously have, uh, Cureleaf and the Chillinoy podcast have a history, but we won't get into that right now. Ooh. Um, <laughs> we just, you know, one time we, we made a statement that, uh, that, People, I, I, I kind of, it was a generic statement. I said, you know, just a reminder, people like Cure Leaf, and I think I named a few others, like Cresco, GTI, just yeah. a few big names. I said, just a reminder, these people have a history of lobbying against home growth. Against home growth, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and they, and respond, they, and they responded to me. This was quite a while ago, because I post that all the time, honestly. I got I to keep people reminded. But they responded to me, and um, they said, to be clear... I'm doing this off the top of my head. I'm going to see if I can find uh, their actual response real quick. Cause I like to, uh, I like to, to make sure to read yeah, it. Like that verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. They said something to the effect. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. To be clear, Cureleaf does not support banning home grow. They support legislation that limits the number of plants, which can be grown for personal consumption. We believe statutes and regulations limiting the capacity for homegrown cannabis will protect consumers from unregulated and untested mark products entering the commercialized market because mm -hmm. we believe an unregulated supply chain could be harmful to consumers. We believe that the safest way for the cannabis industry to evolve is through a highly regulated marketplace that ensures Whoa. products <laughs> adhere to appropriate testing and consumer safety standards and is sold responsibly to adults 21 years of age or older. And I know that was long, but what's funny is that no, we, we I, have to I, hear that. I wasn't talking about the commercialized market. I was talking about no, home growth for pers personal, personal yep, for personal so use. So it doesn't have any, yeah. So it's funny how they tried to mix up that argument there. Um, but you see, like, that's what they feel threatened to buy. They yes. feel threatened by people even being able to produce their own cannabis because mm -hmm. then you buy less from them. They want it exactly. all to be in their regulated market, you know, yeah. and, and I, I like cannabis to be regulated and tested and therefore the patients, I don't like how a lot of times uh, recreational cannabis will become, uh, you know, legal in a state and medical just gets thrown to the wayside. Yeah. You know, medical programs in every state that have had illegal recreational cannabis come in have suffered you know, and I really don't like that. 
because I view cannabis as a medicine first. Yeah. You know? and if they're, and, if, the way I say it is, man, if, if they're good companies, they shouldn't be threatened by home grow at all, at all. Not only you that, know, they should be confident. Let's, let's talk about it. You know, I just lived in a state and worked in a state where anyone over the age of 21 could legally grow six plants. Right. As opposed to coming back here where you have to have medical, you know, to even participate in home grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have recreational cannabis. You can recreationally buy it, but you cannot recreationally grow it. Yeah. It's hilarious. It is kind of strange. My thing, I just want to really quickly return to this just because I think they made, um, an insincere argument. Uh, they said, I just want to read this real quick again. We believe yeah. statutes and regulations limiting the capacity for homegrown cannabis will protect consumers from unregulated and untested products entering the commercialized market. They know more than anybody else that that's not true. It's a seed to sale system. How's the home grow just going to appear in the store? It's not. Yeah. And for them to make that argument, it's just insincere. And um, it's like kind of a misdirection. It's like that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about, I allowing, mean, you know, to me that, you know, I'm, I like read between that line and it says like, we don't want you to grow at home because, you know, we want you to buy in this regulated market. We feel yes. like, you know, you grow it at home is like unregulated cannabis. You don't know what you're doing. You could be, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that's how these companies kind of come off because they want to get every single dollar. They want to squeeze every dollar up out of you. You know what I mean? The, the cannabis tax here is just preposterous. That's yeah, the word insane. I'm going to use. <laughs> preposterous. I love it. It's insane. And it's crazy uh, to think that it was all structured. Cause you think about how it was pitched. Mm -hmm. Remember they were like, we can't make the taxes too high because we want to get people into to the regulated in. market. Mm -hmm. And, but it's had the opposite effect in my opinion. It definitely has. So anyways, though, we kind of got off on a tangent there. Um, oh, yeah. I was, I was asking you though, about how enough. weird it was. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> I was asking about how weird the windy city, tr windy city transition was. So like, um, what ended up, if I can ask, what ended up having you leave? Like, were you just like, you saw the, the tie, you saw the writing in the, um, money. the saying no, no, money, money. I'm gonna keep it hundred percent money you yeah. know i had a pretty nice schedule uh when i worked at cure leaf you know i'll even you know give a little shout out to cure leaf work i actually do yeah did like my team Credit work but, um, do. <laughs> you know i did like my team that i worked with you know i did four tens monday tuesday wednesday and thursday it's all friday saturday and sunday it was pretty dope that is dope. but <clears throat> i was not paid enough you know i really feel like cannabis professionals in this industry truly are not paid properly period and that's why we're starting to see unions come coming all up over the place out here in illinois but it was a money thing you know it's, i'm being offered 20 dollars an hour in chicago working at a dispensary in the city which is yeah. you know where i was born and where my family is as opposed to making 16 in the suburbs and having to travel way more you know what i yeah. mean to the huge difference man quality of life changes you know been immense for me just being able to be close to work, you know, being able to get there in just 20 minutes or 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's good shit, bro. Congratulations. That's a, that's a good thing to hear. 
I was, oh, yeah. I was hope I was worried that it was going to be like some fucked up story. So that's why I had to ask, but it sounds like you nah. made a good, you had a good opportunity and you took it. Nah, you know, I, I, I still had love for everybody there and would have stayed there and just, you know, did my four tens, but being offered that much more money an hour, you yeah. know what I mean? was just, you know, an opportunity I needed to jump on. Not only that, but I feel like, um, <clears throat> a sin also, was was a like a, a dispensary that I felt more comfortable working at. Although Cureleaf did do some things that made me a little bit more comfortable towards the end in the Be Noble project, and we can talk about that you know a little bit later if you want. Yeah. But I just felt more comfortable with the sin, you know. I mean, knowing their products. Um, I remember when I had first came back out here getting the soap pre roll from there. Mm-hmm. And being like, whoa, they have the soap. You know, I had this when I was in Cali and it was really similar. I was like, whoa, they're actually, you know, it made me feel excited a little bit. So um, it, I, I'm, I'm very much so happy to be there. And I, I hope that uh, Ascend is uh, one of those companies that does really well in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, definitely want to talk about that project you just mentioned. But I, I got to ask since you're, you're budgeting in, and I'm sure, you know, <laughs> any i'm going to be dropping this podcast pretty soon so i know oh, yeah, I, sure. I know that it that it sells pretty quick but are there any hot batches out right now is there any like of your, like do you have some favorite go-to products slash strains that people should look out for um, in the illinois cannabis market yeah yeah absolutely. oh for sure i have i have two favorites um number one is gonna be jenny kush you know what i'm saying jenny kush is my favorite flower from arise you know what i'm saying this is from arise shout out to arise Hell yeah. Uh, my favorite cannabis flower that I've had in the Illinois cannabis market. And I had all the alien labs that connected and the treehouse and cookies. I had all that shit, man. So like for me to say that Jenny Kush is my favorite thing that I've had, you know, that, that says a lot. So it's, it's a really good one. Um, the Florida orange is another one. Um, yeah. what's another one? Who's Florida orange? Is that revolution? Oh, that's breath. Yeah. That's revolution. Um, what is it? What's the other one? Blue is it blueberry clementine? Sounds about right. Is that PTS? No, that would be Rev too. No, oh, gotcha. I'm not. I'm not sure who it is, but PTS has a fire ass G6 that I like. P- PTS has really been stepping it up lately. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm happy to see their uh, honey buckets back. Their their eighths of concentrate. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think they're at the same price they were pre pre legalization of adult use, but as long as they're back, they used to be the reason I say that they used to be fucking bro. A hundred is either 120 or 140 bucks for an eighth mm-hmm. of concentrate in Illinois. I was like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, it was good too. Like that's a reasonable price. Like that's, you know what I mean? I feel like for an eighth, 120 bucks, that's yeah. not too crazy. That's not so bad. You don't see that. And I mean, nowadays it seems like you see a gram for about a hundred 120 bucks you know so. yeah you i mean just to come back and see like a gram cart is 110 bucks damn near oh. in the recreational market here was a preposterous for me like yeah what also to see that there's no rosin this is still a problem for me this is why yeah. you didn't hear me really mention concentrates guys uh, anyone who was wondering i really love solving this to the point where it's like yeah it's, that's the only thing for me you know my homie thomas actually had a press so i would just you know, get flour, you know, okay. from my job and just take it to him and he'd press it. And I'd actually have like, you know, fresh press of what 
whatever strands I actually really wanted. So, yeah, man, that's the goal. I want to get a rosin press. I'm going to encourage it. Chill noise rosin press. You know, <laughs> he'll crunch it for you. He'll get it. He'll get it right. Yeah. I, we'll I, think squish it, it I, think, I think it'd be a great, you know, hobby for you to do too, man. You know, squishing fun, man. Yeah, no, and for sure, you know, it's something that once I get it down, I would definitely be open to doing it for other people too, just like you said your buddy did. And and what's funny is that we've got some people in the community that do that. They'll be like, hey, you know, going to be pressing a bunch of flour. If you want to bring some flour over, feel free. And it's cool that that people are like that, you know, like willing to help you and then just letting you run with it. Like, here's your rosin. Enjoy. Yeah, man. You know, that was like one of my favorite things about, you know, that, that market as, as well, just having the option to get solventless concentrates is, is really great. Yeah. And to well, see hey, more of that coming to Illinois would be dope. Could I ask you real quick, just cause like we talk about it sometimes, but I feel like I'd be doing a disservice. Do you mind explaining for our listeners that may not know what rosin is, what rosin is? <laughs> um, so what rosin is, is, a. Uh, so it's just heat pressed cannabis oil, you know, yeah. and there are no solvents like butane being used to extract the cannabis oil. It's just them taking them nugs and just, you know, heat pressing them till they get, you know, a, um, a rosin like, you know, a uh, substance from, and it's, yeah, you know, it's super cool. Pure. It's pretty, pretty dope. And it's a lot more pure than, you know, some of the other concentrates, you know, I, we don't know, you know, how many PPMs are still left of, you know, whatever's in there, you know? Well, just, that's just it. There's like an allowable threshold and it depends on which state you're in, what it's going to be. So the point is, is like you say, yeah, there will be stuff in there, but with rosin, what's great is that, you know, for a fact, there's not because there's all nothing. you're doing is it's a combination, like you said, of a pressure and heat. So folks, it's like a, yeah. I mean, like for a, people who dab, that's the purest dab. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause for people that don't know, like you said, you take a solvent, you blow it through the flower and then you, um, try to off gas the solvent and you run it through a test to make sure you're under that threshold, but that's just mm-hmm. it. You're under the threshold. There still could be some of that solvent left. And that's a scary yeah. idea to me. I it like is. it. I like the idea of no solvents involved. I do too. You know, it does take a little bit more cannabis, to produce this you know we will also tell the people that but i think that it is worth it in the end hell yeah i'm just curious have you ever used it to make edibles i like making edibles with concentrate yes yes i have yes um one one thing that also the same friend thomas had helped me do was make a uh, a vegan dark chocolate rosin edible so Whoa. it was, you know, 25 milligram squares. I called them doobie snacks. They were pretty awesome. Man. <laughs> yeah. Doobie snacks. I love it. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, um, okay. That sent us down another tangent with, with rosin, but we're having fun. Um, <laughs> you, you listen to the podcast. I think, you know how I oh, am. Yeah. I just go every which way. I'm a squirrel brain. Oh yeah. Um, I, love, I love the, the Patrick episode. Shout out to Patrick. Had to do it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And they I actually try to brainstorm some names. I was going to give you an opportunity. I know it's hard to put you on the spot and be like, give anybody a shout out. So we'll, we'll ask you that here in a second, but tell me like, you know, cue some names up if you can, while you tell this story, but tell me about uh-huh. the uh, award that you were, that you referenced earlier with Cureleaf. You said they helped you out or whatever. 
Oh yeah. Um, wait, you're talking about how they helped me with the award? No, I'm talking about no, 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 side. They, uh, no, 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 not hard. Sorry. I said the award. I meant to say there was some program or you said there was some program and we can talk about it. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, be noble. That's be right. Noble. Okay. Thank so you. thank you. That, there, that's something that had made me feel comfortable, you know, as you know, a black bartender working at that company, I kind of felt they were a little weird, especially with their owner being Russian. You know, we all know about this stuff and um, they did this program called be noble. Okay. So there's this gentleman named Bernard Noble who was incarcerated in New Orleans for two joints for 11 years. Did you know about this? Uh-uh, never heard okay. of this. All right, so um, if you want to know more, there's this documentary made by Fab Five Freddy called The Grass is Greener. And I heard about this documentary. It's okay. on Netflix, dog. Check it out. I, I just do. put you up on one of your next watches. Definitely going to enjoy it. But um, in the documentary, basically, Fab Five Freddy highlights what's going on to this gentleman and actually helped him get out what Cureleaf did is they hooked up with this guy and now he has a company where he sells two joints okay at all the Cureleafs and it's called Be Noble nice. you know in honor of Bernard Noble and I thought that was like dope as hell like wow you know way to change you know this story around and, you know, give this guy a chance that, you know, some of this cannabis wealth out here, you know, I, I thought that was really amazing. So I, that was one of the, the last things that I actually was able to see happen at Cureleaf and was like, you know, very um, excited to see. And it actually did come to our own home state with those. So yeah, that was cool. But, but yeah, you know, credit where credit is due. Yeah. yeah I, I actually did really like that, you know, seeing that, they were able to help make something like that happen. And I hope more uh, companies do that in the future. Yeah. Okay. So I hope that you have uh, thought of some names that I also, in the spirit of black history month, want to give you the opportunity to give any shout outs to maybe some local uh, businesses that you go to uh, that people can show their support for or anything else, projects, content creators, Give people shout outs, man. I, I'm all about trying to expose people to other content creators and people in the space. You gave Patrick a shout out. So, um, I have to give a visionary stoner a shout out. That's, that's what I was trying to shout out earlier. Brandon, Brandon Scott, who won the mastermind award, you know, I believe he's, he's over there at mission, you know, um, he's definitely somebody I have to give a shout out to his content is awesome. And, you know, he's also been, you know, sharing this space with us as well. Um, I can't really think of too many off of the top of my head, if, if you really want me to be honest. And that might just be the way you're hey, talking. You know what? I, like I said earlier, man, it's hard to do this. I've done this to a few people, but I always want to give people the opportunity when they're, you know, talking and chilling on Illinois to, to, to give people shout outs. So if any names oh, yeah. come up that you think about, just we'll, we'll shout them out later on, but yeah, um, for sure. What, what are we smoking randomly. on right now? <laughs> um, I actually just smoked the cake mints from ozone and I smoked it in one of the brothers Broadleys. Have you ever heard of the brothers Broadley? No, sir. Backwoods, but yeah, brothers Broadleys is, you know, another company. They do cigars. They're out of Florida. And I uh, actually had the opportunity recently of like, you know, tapping in with them and getting some of their leaves sent to me just because I was so frustrated with backwards, dude. Like, I just, well, I was going to say that looked like a, 
maybe I shouldn't say this. This might be a diss. To, is this a diss that looked like a backwood, or is that a compliment? It, it I don't did. know. I mean, I mean, it, it's a leaf, so yeah, it did look like a backwood, but it was actually the brothers Broadly. I'll show you the package here. It was their duds pack, so this isn't oh, even, cool. You know, me doing the reviews because I'm gonna be doing the reviews here soon for the uh, Paxton Pearls and cool. their uh, their Havanas. Nice. So these are like their perfect ones. The duds are actually the ones that don't make it into their like into those two packs. Oh, I see. Yes. They're the duds. So they're <laughs> yeah. They're they're like they're that good. Their duds are even better than backwoods. I just got tired of getting backwood packs and just getting like two out of five, man. You know, yeah. trying to you know figure out new leaf situations. And now, can I, I really, ask you, does it really like does them. it just come as the leaf or do you have to split them just like the blackwoods? No, nah, man. So you would, so backwoods, you don't split them, you, you peel them. So they, these do peel, but they peel a little differently. There's even like a little, a little capper on them. I yeah. I don't know if you can see it. There's like a little capper that comes on them. Uh-huh. You can take it off. Here, I'll pull one out. See, this shows you how much I know about woods. I've smoked woods before, but I don't know how to roll them or anything. <laughs> oh man, I got to I got to do it for the Chillin' Noise podcast. I, I'll teach you how to back, roll it backwards. That way you'll know for the rest of your life. Old talent. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, so okay, like that's a, cool. Yeah, there's like a little capper that comes on them. Then you take this off, and then you peel them. I don't know nice. if you can see it starting to peel. Here, I'll flip it. You can see that peel. Yeah. Then you just, you just unravel that, and then you have a leaf. And I usually will trim it up with some scissors or something. Sure. And then yeah, you're you're ready to roll. You know what I mean? Well, very cool. So are you saying that uh folks can look on your Instagram in the future for your review of these products? Oh yeah, for sure. This, okay, this cool. will definitely be one that you will be seeing reviewed and you know I'll have them, you know, links and all that. Good. All right. Yeah, folks, reminder, the the link to Nino's Instagram is in the uh, show notes. If uh, you just want to click on it or copy and paste the username into your Instagram app, it's all down there. And I hope that that makes you easier. I hope it makes it easier to connect with Nino uh, so that you can see product reviews and and all the great things that you're doing. Hey, man, what else do you have going on? Like, what, what else do you do? Do you do product reviews often? Like, what's... Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I'm just, like, super involved in the industry. Um, um, besides product reviews and, you know, that type of thing, I'm also going to just a mad events, man. So I yeah. think that's like my other like main thing. And, and yeah, I, I've been, uh, been involved in a, a few different, um, <clears throat> different projects, but, but nothing, nothing I'm, I'm ready to speak on yet. The catalog okay. is the main focus. You feel me? We will have merch dropping this year. Yeah. And, uh, and what's, what's the can of law is like, how do we get to the can of log? Yeah. The can of log is on my Instagram, you know, Gotcha. all the episodes Sweet. will be uploaded there. <laughs> Every, everything else will be archived for now, or we'll be going to another platform. I haven't decided. I don't know. I want to check out the weed tube. A lot of people have been talking about it. It's you know, okay. Yeah. I put, put my it stuff off. on there. It's not too bad. It, okay. At least you don't got to worry about them taking it down, you know? that's the key so we might yeah. be bouncing there but i want to i want to you know learn more about them and you know get get more grasp on them but for sure. now all my catalog episodes will be on my ig very cool very cool well um 
any upcoming events that you're going to be at that maybe people can look forward to and maybe even come and check Canifest. out Canifest yeah. when, when that actually happens, you already know, since you guys are definitely going to be a part of that one, we'll definitely be there. Yeah. We'll, um, be, we'll be linking up for sure. Oh, I might have a gift know. for you. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be a great one. I'm, I'm really excited about that one for sure. Hell yeah. And, uh, and then, yes. yeah, just stop by send Logan square. You feel me? If you want to see me, I'll be there. You know, yeah. Emporium is right next door. I'm usually there too. I love uh, barcades. It's like you know, is that what the Emporium is? Yeah, a bar, man. Uh, bar it's cave. a barcade. Yeah. So Emporium is basically like all these awesome arcade games. You know, they got freaking air hockey, foosball, pool tables. You know, ski ball, hella pinball you know street fighter all these all these different you know arcades and then there's you know the bar as well so you can you know have a drink usually i'm just having a smoke outside might have you know an alcoholic kombucha or something you know play a couple sure. games and that's pretty awesome dude that sounds cool as fuck i'll have to go with you to that sometime that'd be cool man it's a great way to unwind for sure sounds like a good experience well uh, sweet. So yeah, folks, you know, you can find him at Ascend and Logan Square. We got the Instagram um, in the show notes. It's Nino LaFlair and Nino. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I want to have you back on again in the future, especially when you're doing, uh, like you say, you're working on stuff that you might want to talk oh, yeah. about in the future. Oh, maybe yeah, we can, there's, maybe we there's, can some, there's some stuff coming in the future. Um, I will just shout out, you know, Sesh City Unlimited and I will I will leave that as my little hint for some of the uh, future things coming, you know, uh, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll let that, that sprinkle be, be that, you know what I mean? Dope. Dope. Well, cool. Yeah. We'll be in touch if I can help at all uh, with, with anything that you're doing, you're going to hear from me from the future. I'm definitely going to invite you back on, but if you got something come, that comes up, reach out to me, bro. I got you. Oh, oh for sure. You already know, man. I, I got, um, I, I got nothing below for the chill noise podcast, man. And all the, the updates and news that you you give the community at all times, man, it's definitely helped me do my job way better, man. And you know, all the support that you give the Reddit as well is amazing, man. We all appreciate you. Thanks, man. That means a lot. That really means yeah. a lot. Well, Chillinois, I hope that uh, this episode was entertaining. I hope I gave uh, you somebody else to connect with, and uh, you know, look forward to seeing us at Canifest. Speaking of which, I don't think I ever announced it. We were doing a, a giveaway for tickets for Canifest. We're still going to do that, but because Canifest was delayed, we're delaying our giveaway. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I haven't formally announced that. I should, I'll post a formal announcement for the folks that are like, what the fuck ever happened with that? Um, it's still yeah. going to happen. It's just that it's been delayed. So we'll, we'll give away those tickets here in the future. So anyways, uh, you know, pleasure speaking with you. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, well, uh, cheers. I'm going to take one last hit, and we'll we'll end this recording. Cheers. Take it easy, Illinois.